to Biz Design Queen's podcast. I am your host, Catherine Goose, along with Christy Wong, owners of Homely Creatures and co-founders of Biz Design Queen's. We chat about how job sharing led us to success and tips and tricks on how you can use job sharing personally and as a business owner. Plus, occasionally, we'll drop some humorous parenting chit-chat. We take a collaborative approach to helping you design your business and your life to empower you to be and do what you want. Sky, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode number nine. And we thank you for taking the time out of your day. So let's get started. You're an entrepreneur, a business owner. Yes. (laughs) The founder of Tea Whisperer and speaker, a facilitator. And an obsessed tea lover, we know that, hence with your cup of tea in your hand. And you're also a mental health advocate. Yes. So let's, I'm just going to rewind back to a few years ago. So I met you back in the corporate world when I was working for BHP and you were working for Entity Solutions. Mm -hmm. And I would not have pictured this day, five (laughs) years on, that (laughs) we would not be working for those two companies and just working for ourselves and doing what we love. So I guess going back to corporate world, what was your background before you started Um, this little gig? Yeah. I mean, it it is funny that you say that because you and I used to sit and have cups of tea in our corporate life and we would sit there going, oh, good Lord, what are we doing with our lives? Why are we doing this, et cetera? And as you said, fast forward and who would have thought that I would now be Um, doing what I do and getting to connect with guys like you and girls like you, Um, uh, you know, from that perspective. But I guess I was working in corporate, um, you know, despite the fact that I only look 23. um, That's really great skincare, (laughs) clearly. Um, And that no stressful late night thing that people talk about. Um, But, it, you know, I was working in corporate when I was about the age of 22, I think. And then I got the opportunity to move across um, into a much more senior role when I was 26. So that was 10 years, almost 11 years ago now. Oh, good Lord. Um, and, and you sort of go, okay, great. This is what, you know, I thought it would be. I had this, this concept and this dream of climbing this corporate ladder and, and, you know, being a high flyer and, that private jets would be there and endless wardrobes and bucket loads of money and you get there and you're like hmm this is not what their job description said like how's that work so I worked in corporate and stayed with that company for almost uh, six or seven years um, before I left and I left on a really really great note um, with them they were an amazing organization that knew of my business and were really happy to see me decide to make that leap um doesn't mean it heck wasn't scary it doesn't mean that I haven't called them and gone please can I have my job back um I've certainly done that but um it was actually our CEO that said no you're gonna you're gonna stick this out you're gonna see how you go kiddo and you go oh okay thanks okay bye bye boss okay he's like you know you know I'm not your boss anymore like you don't have to call me that Uh, okay bye see ya did you give them like a six did you have a six month plan in place before you decided to leave or and did you tell them (laughs) or did Um, you say here's my resignation no it was really um odd and I I think I remember when I, I first told you that I resigned you were even like holy cow like Wow. So what happened was um, I had actually been overseas. Um, I'd been overseas for two week holiday and uh, with, and I, I went and visited my cousin in LA and, um, and came home and, and felt really, a, a, I guess, a lacking of alignment or disjointment. And, um, and so when, okay, I'm going to find, you know, what's, what's fulfilling me, what makes me happy, what doesn't make me happy, et cetera. And, um, and I'd already been doing the tea whisperer at this stage for just really only a couple of months and didn't really know what it looked and felt like at all. Um, and then decided, okay, going to see what happens in my job. And there was lots of movement and changes, which happens in corporate world that's completely out of your control. Um, and you're like, oh, okay, we've changed the goalpost <laughs> again. Awesome. That to-do list has suddenly yeah. changed. 
And um, and so I made a big mistake. I made a big error that cost the company um, a, a small amount of money that I was able to recoup quite quickly. And luckily I had a really good relationship with that client. It was very easily fixed. But I made a mistake that was a really uncommon thing for me. And uh, got called down to head office, which was in Melbourne. Um, got called in for tea and bickies. No tea, no bickies. Just the slap across the wrist going, Sky, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. And they said, what do you want to do? Like, we feel like you've been here a long time now. And maybe you've just, you, you're a bit stagnant. You're a bit complacent. What do you think? And I turned around and I went, I think I want to resign. And they were like, what? No, like, that's not, no. And I was like, yeah, I... I think I really want to resign today. And I hadn't told a single soul. I'd made the decision that morning on the plane, um, flying down and got in there and went, oh my God, what have I just done? And then went, and they all went, what are you going to do? Do you have another job? And I was like, no. And I was like, I'm going to learn to sink or swim again. And they went, okay, well, how do you want to do this? You've got some major clients, you know, what can we, what can we do? And I said, oh, I'm going to give you like 12 weeks notice and my contract, like my, my role, I had to give, I think, four. Um, and they were like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give you 12 weeks notice. And they were like, okay. So we got close to that time period and whatnot. And then I went, oh, it's coming up to Christmas time. And well, the staff are kind of being a bit annoying. So why don't I just stay on for January and I'll help you with the Christmas leave. And then I'll help you with um, like that transition of training staff. Cause there's always a, new me new year new me um so I went great I'll train you with that and they were like oh okay and then February came around I was like oh well we just got a really big deal why don't I just help you with that so it got to then I think July so I'd resigned in the September October wow. it got to the following July and I finally said guys I've actually booked a trip a five-week trip to Europe peace out that's it I gotta go I gotta get some you know time's up courage. and they were like yeah yeah we 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 were wondering when that was you know and they were amazing so I did I got on a plane with my um, sister who was 10 years younger and I went and was irresponsible and just lived it up and was crazy in Europe for five weeks to then come home and go I'm not doing corporate again that's it yeah. So during that time, had you built up, like worked excessively on the Tea Whisperer or you just still had um, it on the side? And I, had just... it, I had it on the side and it was great. So in the May, I did my very first Tea Whisperer event um, and my goal was to get 50 people to attend this high tea. We sold out tickets at 92 and had to close off. And you go, whoa okay wow this is a thing um and three weeks before the actual event I got approached by a tea company to say hi do you actually want to start your own line and I went yeah sure why not three weeks out before an event I'll do that too so I did so I started my own line of tea because I'd been showcasing everyone else's um and and sort of you know doing these beautiful hamper boxes um for everyone and and went oh, there's no touch point back to me like why mm. would they come back to me so um I started a tea line I had four lines of tea and we did a pop-up shop in the actual event and it was a massive success and I went okay so while still working corporate then from there um went to Europe in July as I said but I just started working with a business coach and she said to me some of the best advice she gave me was you need to let your imagination run free. And I said, what does that mean? And she said, go over there, be inspired, look at colours, look at textures, look at architect, look at branding, go and stay in a hotel that you may have never, you know, stayed in before. Speak to people that you never would have spoke to. Find out someone's story. Tell me what that is. Go and get inspired again. And I was like, okay came back, started working with, with her um, in a little bit more of a, a larger capacity and, uh, and she pushed me out of my comfort zone completely to say, what do you want for the Tea Whisperer? And I went, no one's actually ever asked me. So it was great. It was then going, what does this look and feel like? How are we going to do this? And I think the one thing that people always have to remember is in corporate you've got that um, 
you've got that business plan that the the seniors are, are pushing you for in your own business you've got to make that plan and then you've got to deliver on it but you've also got to be okay with the fact that it changes and it's okay to change you know um we change our undies every day let's change our business plan every week why not it's so important to to nail that branding particularly in your own business so you actually know what the heck you're selling or trying to what the point of your business is and I, I guess that leads into uh the next question around um the tea the tea whisperer and I guess the brand behind it around mental health and how yeah. you know you you donate money from one of your sales to different organizations within Australia so I guess yeah tell us about that vision like around your branding yeah your mental sure. health so the idea behind the tea whisperer is that you would have a cup of tea like I'm doing and check in on your mental health or alternatively you have a cup of tea with another person and you're automatically connecting you're automatically checking in in a society where we are the most connected that we've ever been we are some of the most disconnected society that we've ever been as well so we really need to look at that and go what could we be doing to to stop and check in and and make sure our mental health is okay i mean here in australia our statistics are off the charts and especially now with this pandemic i mean no one can argue that fact unfortunately but there's little things that we can do every day to you know for our own mental health or for someone else's mental health whether that's a friend whether that's a family member a colleague a stranger in the street a stranger at Woolworths that you have no idea the impact you could have for someone else and I would see that daily um, and still do is that you know you can sometimes you can see when someone is feeling a little bit less themselves or they've withdrawn they have become overly extroverted when that's not their their thing um you know it's not their character and whatnot and you go okay how can i how can i help so the the idea then is that i would make um i would make obviously a sale and we would donate a portion of those profits back to grassroots mental health and suicide prevention charities here within Australia. So not the big ones that, you know, we all know of, of Sane and Beyond Blue and, and um, people like that, but the smaller ones who rely on donations from the community to help our communities. Now, some of these are Queensland-based, but they're national or even global organisations. Um, some of them are WA-based. It's I don't, um, I guess, stop it and go, okay, who who needs the money the most everyone needs it because everyone's affected but it's also then looking at it and going where is my money going and that was really mm. important to me to understand you know we we make a donation of maybe ten dollars okay out of that ten dollars how much of that goes back into the community into programs or um events or or changing someone's life uh, in comparison to how much goes into your marketing, your branding, your your admin, your paying of staff, et cetera. And then also in that organisation, you know, how much do you get that's government funding or, or is in how many donations do you rely on, et cetera. Um, I have a lot of friends that work in this space and, and some of them, they are the directors of those foundations and don't even get a wage. Um, but yet mm. they're constantly giving back not only their time, their energy, but also they're giving back um, in multiple ways. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I was going to say that's, yeah, I, I love the fact that you um, like to know where the money is going because I think yeah. often we donate money and we think that, say, yeah, that whole $10 is going to the cause. But, yeah, I reckon sometimes it's only like a quarter of it would actually go. So I think that's, yeah, yeah. so, so I important. I think so. I mean, a couple of years ago, I think it was two years ago now, we did a high tea event and uh, and one of the organisations was Stepping Stone Clubhouse at Cooparoo here in, in Brisbane. This is an organisation that's now been going for 25 years. And oh, wow. um, 
it, it is the most amazing organization. But one of the things that I loved about it is that the money that I got to donate actually went towards members of their organization. So when we say members, that's people that have um, joined for a $2 lifetime membership. I mean, you you can't even buy a chubba chub for $2 anymore. <laughs> I mean, you probably can, but... Um, you know, and, and so these members are members of the community who are impacted by mental health, um, either in a physical element or a, um, a psychological element as well, and don't always have the means to do um, things financially. So this clubhouse in particular wanted to give their members a three-day retreat, weekend away, all expenses looked after. And all these members had to pay, I think it was like, $80. So it was a couple of nights mm. accommodation, meals. They got to, it was down on the Gold Coast. They got to go um, out on canoes and, and surfboards and kites. And um, they did all sorts of fun activities. And my money went towards um, paying for members to do that. And I thought to myself, some people that are on the disability pension can't always afford those little luxuries that other people might take for granted unintentionally um also you know they pay their their money that they do have if they're working that might be going towards um a psychologist appointment a psychiatrist appointment medication so again it's a it's a luxury that sometimes they can't always afford so the fact that my money from my organization got to help these people have a weekend away how awesome is that i mean you can't argue with that no, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's amazing. It's such a nice feeling as well, that feeling yeah. of, um, yeah, helping others. So very, yeah, well done. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, so apart from the Tea Whisperer, you often speak at events. So can you tell yeah. us um, what your message is about when you tend, like when you do these talks at events and stuff? Like, yeah, what's the message absolutely. that you share? Uh, I mean, I do definitely share a lot of messages because I could talk underwater, five bags of cement <laughs> in my mouth and my like eyes closed and in a different language. Definitely. I've known you for um, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the messages that's so, so, so important to me is getting through the fact that we need to normalise the conversations around mental health and also suicide. Sadly, this can be the heaviest topic that you may hear this week, this month, etc. But and and some people aren't impacted by it. You know, they they've never had to care for someone who has a mental illness. They don't have mental illness, um, etc. But the more that we are normalising this topic. And, you know, really getting out there that a person is not defined at all by their, their illness, then my job is done. You know, if I can make someone feel comfortable to share a story, even if it's this much of a story and they say to me, Sky, I'm not okay today but I don't know what to do and I don't know what to say and I don't know if this is a normal feeling. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for trusting me enough to feel safe enough to say that. Let's unpack it. Let's, let's take that conversation somewhere else. You know, we need to remember and, and especially as, as women, we talk and 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 And we're always, we're all fine. Well, we're all very busy and important. We're all so busy. But we're busy with what? I have no idea. I was busy this morning at 4.30, but like now it's, you know, midday and I've got no idea what I was busy with. Um, But we, we talk and talk, but sometimes we forget that it's okay to say, you know what, I'm talking, but you're not listening because I'm not saying what I need to say. I'm not saying that I'm... I'm struggling and that I'm not superwoman and that I can't do all this stuff and I'm comparing myself to the girl on Instagram whose butt is like just a peach. Peach. Everyone (laughs) has a peach butt these days. I'm lucky if I've got a butt anymore. Like I just sit on it. It goes flat. But, um, you know, and as men, you know, still to this day, 
I go out on job sites and I, um, you know, in the construction industry and, and you hear that, oh, you know, eat a spoonful of whatever or, or let's just suck it up or whatnot. And then you'll see the bloke who's in the tea room and he's crying because his relationship is broken down or he's stressed about finances and, but he has to pretend that it's okay. So my message is always, let's normalize this conversation. The same way we talk about pay rises, the same way we talk about um, the kids, kindy concert, the same way we talk about walking the dog, complaining that, you know, our online shopping hasn't arrived on time. We need to talk about this more and more and more. And the more we talk about it, the more chances we have of people getting treatments, um, people seeking help, people looking after each other as a community and potentially saving lives. I think too these days, you know, we, we, we got caught up in the oversharing component for a very long time, but I find yeah. myself these days, I think I am an oversharer, but it's not that I'm oversharing. I'm just speaking what's on my mind in a, in a good way that I'm sharing my problems or yeah, sharing my happy thoughts, that sort of thing. And I think it's really important for people to realize that there's no such thing as really oversharing unless it's crude, but overshare because you're only, you're only going to benefit from it mentally. Even if you are a crude sharer, sometimes that's really funny. Like, Depends on I'm, the severity. Yeah, a, like a, just pick your audience there, guys. Pick your audience. But there's a limit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my my family had this thing about fart jokes. It's not funny. That's oversharing and that's crude. Guys, stop doing that with me. But they think it's hilarious um, because it helps their raise their serotonin levels and their endorphins to laugh at me, not with me. Um, but it is, you know, you're right. People people can become oversharers, but um, at the same token those people in your office you get them at Coles you get them at school you get them wherever um and some people you're gonna love their oversharing and other people you just not and that's okay like it's perfectly fine you know there's some people that I see on um YouTube and I'm like you know what I just don't get what you're saying and then there's other people that I could watch for hours and suddenly go, oh my gosh, I want to be your best friend. Like it's as simple as that. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it's just, yeah, I'm kind of in awe of everything you're doing. I think it's such an amazing <laughs> cause. And um, yeah, I think it's, Thank you. yeah, definitely isn't definitely not normalized and definitely not spoken about enough. So amazing. Um, so you're an entrepreneur. We will uh, put, put Again, that out apparently. there. You are, you are hundred <laughs> percent. Um, what do you love most about being an entrepreneur and owning multiple businesses? And now I, we know that you have a couple. So yeah. Um, yeah. How many are we talking about? <laughs> um, okay. This week it's two. And last week it was two that I owned. Uh, next week, I think it's going to be true. It's not in my to-do list to buy anymore or start anymore <laughs> next week. And my family tell me that I'm not allowed to do anything else until after Christmas. Um, so apparently we're going to stick with two businesses. Two? Yeah. Pretty yeah. good number. But good start. Why not? You know, it's, it's an even number. We'll just throw a few more in later on. Um, and I do, I feel like I'm, I'm one of those, like, you know, the mums that go, oh, I was going to stop at two and then they go for a third. Like, I feel like that's probably going to happen at some point. Um, much to my family and friends, they're like, holy mackerel, again, again. Um, so is there something on the um, horizon or is it not uh, show and tell at the moment? Look, it, I don't think, I don't think I know what they ever are. I mean, mm. I fell into the second business um to be honest which is the home collective mm. and um didn't know that that, that was going to be my 2020 thing um and I tell you what when I bought the business the sales brochure certainly did not say a lot of the stuff that I've had to roll with this year take away COVID and even you go holy holy mackerel um but I, I do I love being an entrepreneur and I think um 
it was something that as a little girl I didn't realize was always going to happen for me you know and um you know when I when I was little and we, we all have our imaginations when we're little but I remember when people used to say to you when you're a kid and they'd be like well what do you want to be when you grow up and I used to always rattle off my my three things was that I was going to be a family lawyer I was going to be a school teacher and I was going to be a, a rally car race car rally driver like that was it so if you if you kind of break them down you go okay well, she wants to have an intelligent brain that's for the family law stuff and she wants to help people. Then you go, she's a school teacher. Lord knows why I wanted to be a school teacher because I sucked at school in the grand scheme of things. Um, like when I look back on my report cards, all it says is, guys, easily distracted and talks way too much. <laughs> well, I get paid to talk now. So clearly, guys, you should have enhanced that, that little bit more. Um and the, you know, the race car driver was because without realizing it, I was an adrenaline junkie. I mm. was the speed deem adrenaline junkie who came. I was a, a girl in my family that was taught everything that boys could do, girls could do, but in a dress with ribbons in her hair. And I was also taught, I was raised in a family where unintentionally feminism happened for me. And I talk about the true value of feminism that everyone is an equal and everyone can do whatever they want. And mum, I was mum's firstborn and she realised from a really young age of mine that she was raising this kid who you told her no and she was kind of going, yeah, but I'm going to do it and you're going to love it and we're going to really enjoy this adventure together. And as long as I can make everyone smile and laugh at the end of it, it's okay without hurting anyone or being rude or unkind or any of those things. And I was really nurtured from my family that, you know, I, I could do that. But what also my family didn't realise is that I come from a divorced family. So I technically have three families. And across the line, I have nine uncles. Uh, uh, yep, nine uncles that are still with me, um, but as in here living in in um, in the present day, and all of them were entrepreneurs, every single one of them. And then across that, you know, as time grew up, they um, and my stepfather and and my father also played a role in that. And so I was surrounded by people that owned businesses. So. When I started mine, I started my very first business at the age of 19. And a lot of people don't know that about me. I bought into a franchise um, and, and gave it a crack and, and sort of did that because I'd also just come off the back of three years, four years of helping my family run their own business, my mom and my stepdad. And, uh, and so, went, okay, great. And then kept working and whatnot and then did another business a few years later. And then, um, you know, got to the tea whisperer and, and went, okay, great, I'm, I'm going to give this a crack. Then last year when the opportunity came up to buy the home collective and, and do that, all my aunts and uncles were like, of course, of course you've gone and done another job, you know, another business and, and whatnot. If there was any girl that was going to do it in our family, it was going to be you. You know, I've, I've never gone down the safe route of life. I've made really, really... Um, calculated risks and decisions but with the sense of responsibility but I'm the girl who has that massive big white water writes her pros and cons and does the ABCs and the okay what's the worst that could happen what is the absolute worst that can happen for me in my situation um, and that's why I love being an entrepreneur because you get you get that choice every day do I want to do this yes or no do I want to live off bake freaking beans some days which let's be real we've all done it you know in comparison to do I want to go and work for someone else and still live on baked beans or do I want to work for myself and earn whatever it could be that I could earn but work for someone else and maybe not you know there's pros and cons to being an entrepreneur it's not something that I ever say to anyone is easy it is mm. not easy and it is not instagram awesomeness that you see with these pretty offices <laughs> what a load of rubbish no one's office looks like that ever if they're working like let's just sort that out and it's not um 
you know, these fabulous girls' lunches that all happen wrong. It's a lot of like, oh, crap, I'm meant to be at that lunch. Oh, sugar, you know, can't go today because I actually have a deadline if I even want to get paid and paid the mortgage this week. You know, it, it's, um, it's late nights. It's early mornings. It's waking up at the middle of the night going, did I? Like, did I? forget something today yeah I probably did because you suddenly become this person who's all of a sudden an accountant a bookkeeper a marketing manager a BD manager a um like a digital promoter of I'm suddenly creating a logo that I'd never known that I ever wanted you know etc you are 25 different thousand titles and you don't very talented yeah oh you're the most talented person when you're an entrepreneur very. But you know nothing about anything. That's the reality. <laughs> so saying that, do you miss the corporate world? <laughs> 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 I certainly miss, as I was saying um, to someone earlier this morning, I certainly miss having a whole technology team because I am definitely not a tech head and um, I miss elements of corporate. I miss sometimes having a team. You know, I, I work alone um, in both my businesses. Like I don't have staff. Um, I have volunteers and I, I take on people every now and then when I really need it. But um, I, I miss sometimes having that team to fall back on or that team to throw an idea around or that team to complain to when, you know, you're tired and you're cranky and a client is really up in your grill. Um I miss that. I miss I miss a regular paycheck. Um, <laughs> some days, like, yeah. let's, let's, let's be real. Um, but I like I. There's other things that I certainly don't miss. I don't mm. miss um, some of the politics that mm-hmm. goes on. I don't miss seeing people with a glazed look over their face. You know, um, seeing how corporate organisations can unintentionally take your mental health and impact it in such a negative way you know and and that's one thing that I used to I guess go into organizations and I still do it now I'll I'll go in and and see someone and go you're not being recognized that your mental health is suffering right now and what's more important rather than you getting that inbox empty and, and replying to those clients or whatnot or taking one more call that you just don't have in you today, it's going, you know what? Let's go for a walk around the block. Let's go and have grab a coffee, take a walk around the block for an hour, sit under a tree and raise your serotonin levels. You know, look at your melatonin, look at look at the things that are going to matter and is there something bigger going on here? You know, why aren't you getting through that work or what is it that, that's, you know, stopping you from smiling in a boardroom meeting, you know, um, or contributing? And so I don't miss hmm. seeing people's souls fade away. We can probably relate quite heavily to that. Um, Coming back from maternity leave, Christy and I job shared in a in a role in a a senior role to start with. We had a team of thirteen globally. That was very challenging. And then, I guess three years later, we were SMEs, uh, subject matter experts. For anyone that doesn't know what that is, um, on a particular project and. I can't even remember the hours that we were working and we were the only, when we say we're job sharing, we're one person and we were it for the globe and it pushed us to two levels that we both realised that this is not who we want to be and, yeah, and the the person that we were being around our family was – was not us and I guess we we eventually recognised that we couldn't continue to operate like that. Um, I'm not really sure what we did to sort of stop that, Christy. Can't even remember. That was a year. That was probably 12 months ago. Um, we didn't leave the organisation because of that, but um, 
we just went, we can't, we can't push on like this anymore, uh, just due to our mental health. And yeah. it's, it was not a nice place to be in. No, and, I- and like you could say, oh, it was our fault or whatever, but we were pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And even though potentially our mannerism or our moods or anything like that were changing in front of people, no one pulled us aside and said, guys, you guys are being whipped to death because that's exactly how it felt at the time. But, yeah, it's um, and it's a bit of a reality check. <laughs> I think yeah. the other point is that everyone, there was quite a number of people that did recognise how much we were working, but no one actually said um, stop. stop, like we need to look at this. It was like it became that expectation that, particularly I think Catherine and I's nature in the corporate organisation, we were probably taken advantage of because we were people that we proactively did work. We didn't just sit back and go, oh, yeah, I'll just leave it for somebody else, you know. So I think when you're a proactive person, you do get taken advantage of and then it just becomes expected that, oh, Catherine and Christy will do that. And everyone recognised how hard we were working, how many hours we were putting in, but no one actually said, guys, stop it. Here's, I'll help you to do X, Y, and Z to not do that anymore. So yeah. it was like it became the norm that people would say, oh, yeah, you're working too much, but I just kind of I hate to say it, but suck it up. Just deal with it for a little bit longer until it's done. And I think yeah. that mentality, particularly in the corporate organisation, is so, yeah, it, it's everywhere. It's just like, oh, just deal with it because that's the way it is. Well, actually maybe let's not deal with it that's the way it is let's actually try and change it so yeah and I think it I think it's not just in the corporate world I think it can be in small business you know where you where you've got a team and maybe it's only a team of 15 people or whatnot but again as you said it's it's that expectation that you're you're a person that doesn't necessarily say no or you go oh you know what I'll just I'll do it for you you know that that's okay I'll do it and I'll spend that extra hour at work and then that extra hour turns into two or you're suddenly doing stuff at home and and whatnot and you've lost your love of the actual job yeah or or the company or you're becoming resentful of of people that are in the office and and they're not doing I guess what you would deem as their fair share or or they walk out of there at five o'clock on the dot every day and you go oh geez I'd love to I'd love to be walking out at five you know um and and everyone's got a completely different interpretation of of what that work-life balance is but when it starts encroaching in on your mental health and you can't recognize that anymore or you don't know how to um to see that light and you're struggling to to catch that breath you know that's where you have to sit back and go I can't do this anymore I've, I've got to talk to someone about this whether that's internal external whether that's a professional or, or a friend or a family that's that's when you know you've, you've got to help yourself to a certain degree and I think too with corporate organizations there's a lot of push for are you okay days etc and you know they say they're really behind it and everything like that but you know reflecting back there was just not enough of that Um, and you can still see it uh, with colleagues that we worked with that there's just not enough push you know waiting for those are you okay days is not is actually not okay (laughs) I think every day there should be a touch point of some form whether it is a cup of tea or a a quick little chat in the kitchen or whatever it is there needs to be daily touch points because people just get to that stage where they think oh I don't want to burden them with my problems but yeah it's then more needs to be done ultimately 100% it's just not enough done so 100% now let's talk about your energy. <laughs> what's your re- <laughs> what's your recipe? What's your daily routine? Um, you know, obviously you spoke about working long hours and that before, but yeah, how do you look at your day? And yeah, what's your gratitude? Do you oh, preach that? <laughs> um, so oh goodness, I guess I you know I don't necessarily have 
a daily routine. Um, and, and the reason why is because both my businesses can take different directions um, at, at different points and in the week, in the month. Um, but some things that are definitely a non-negotiable for me are uh, um, I have to have laughed before midday. And I'm not talking about that. <laughs> no, I'm talking like there has to be a proper laugh in there somewhere. Um, and whether that's at myself, which is 90% of the time, um, or whether that's um, with a friend, with a stranger, at my dog who's adorable, there has to be a laughter. That, that's non-negotiable. Um, for me, yeah, yeah, it, it's... It's the case. Um, without a cup of tea, I can't function. <laughs> so that, that's also something that's really important for me. But it's it for me. I don't deal well with um, complacency or or doing the same thing every single day. So whatnot. So whilst it sounds really ridiculous, a non-negotiable for me is every day I drink out of a different cup. Yeah. It just. That has to happen in my house because um, I, it sparks my imagination. It gives me creativity. It makes me change up who I am, you know, for that for that day because it might bring back memory. You know, I'll, I'll drink from a cup that someone gave me as a gift and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I haven't spoken to that person, you know, in, in two, three weeks. Going to drop them a, a text or a call or, or, you know, send them an email and, and set up a time. Um it might take me back to a place if I bought it from somewhere and I was on holidays, you know, it, it suddenly takes you back, <laughs> especially now when I don't think I'm going to be able to get on a plane until, you know, 2037, really, that's how it feels. Yeah. Um, which I, I get, it's probably not the truth, but, you know, that's definitely how it feels. But um, that that's something for me. Also, um, you know, things that are, are non-negotiables for me is... Um, I have to connect back with me and I have to connect back, whether that's in nature. So whether that's that I've taken the dog for a walk, whether it's that I've sat outside in the sun, um, whether it's the fact that I've turned my desk around just to look outside. Like I'm not, I know that I'm not necessarily going to be able to get outside. Um, that's, there's some non-negotiables for me, um, but it's also limiting who I speak to. And this is something that maybe some people don't always think about is that you know the people that are going to make you feel good. You know the people who even on their down days or, or, or their days where they're just quite not there, you're still going to feel good talking to them because that's going to raise your energy levels. And it's not about the whole, oh, surround yourself with your tribe. Oh, good golly, if I hear that one more time, I'm getting a T-shirt that says I've earned a dollar for every time I've heard that. It's about sometimes not surrounding yourself with your tribe, but blocking out who is in your tribe. So, you know, it's declining to reply back to a text message that you're like, oh, good golly, this is going to turn into something that I just don't want to deal with today. You know, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm flat, I'm whatever. Um, I, I've learned, which has taken a really long time, to be like, you know what, I'm just going to put you on hold for two minutes and I'm going to come back to you when I feel like I'm ready to deal with that because I don't have the energy to give you today. Or you're actually going to really take my energy to a place that I don't want it. Um, yeah. But also one thing that I do, which um, is, is ridiculous, but it certainly helps with my energy levels, is that I try and not take myself or life too seriously. I get one shot at this life. This is not a dress rehearsal. I don't get this time back at all. So I can sit here and wish and hope and pray and do whatever I want and complain and, and be negative or I can choose to grab life by, and I'm going to say balls, which isn't really appropriate, but I can grab it by that and give it, you know, the old, 
shake and go, what do I want for this? And I never want to be the little old lady who's sitting on my porch at 88 going, I wish I had done this. I want to be the lady who's in my family and goes, holy crap, do you remember when I was dumb enough to do that and that was either a really great idea or God, that was really just shit. Like, and why did I ever do that? But listen to the story that came from it. Like, this is it. So for me, I push myself and I have my friends check in on me regularly to make sure that I'm living that standard of life that is going to push me and make sure that I'm true to who I am at the core in my daily life. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. I think I've learned a few things from <laughs> from your your daily um, little shifts of creativity. I love it. I love the teacup one. Yes. So good. I always just go with. I like those cups, so I'll just stick with. <laughs> we'll stick those with ones. <laughs> yeah. But it's super annoying when I go into other people's cups, houses. I'm like, oh, can I not? Can I have that cup? And they're like, really? Yeah. That's one of our crappy cups. No, I want that one. I have to throw my cups out. (laughs) Get some new ones. Yeah. All right. Last question, Sky. If you had two tips for our viewers today. Two. Two. One. Doesn't have two. Up to two. Okay. Um, How, what's the best way for them to keep mental checks in on their friends without saying, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, great. You know, how, how do they do it to actually, I guess, read them? Yeah. Okay. Um, I love this question, but I, I'm going to warn you, I can't do it in two. So I'll keep them quick. I'll keep them <laughs> fast. So one, we all have Facebook. Send a ridiculous meme that makes you laugh. Tag as many people as you can and be like, this cracks me up because that's it jump on youtube get a song that you and your girlfriend or your guy friend used to love when you were in high school send them that clip and be like remember when we used to dance around in our pajamas thinking we were cool once we were cool you can write a letter crazy ass notion that before the internet we used to write letters and post them Australia Post still needs us, guys. It costs a dollar ten to let someone know that they, you're thinking of them. Okay. okay, you can go to Kmart and you can take all the selfies off your actual phone, print them for fifteen cents, pop it in an envelope for a dollar ten, and send it to someone to let them know that you are thinking of them. So all of a sudden, their fridge doesn't have the bills on it. It actually has a really funny photo of the two of you that they think of when they see it um other thing i send books in the mail which sounds ridiculous but i send it i send books that i've read you know on on the very rare chance that i actually read something that's enjoyable um and not like it's a book or something crap and i send it in the mail and write a little handwritten note going flip to page 214 was thinking of you kind of think I'm like Oprah or Reese Witherspoon I'm clearly not but it makes me feel like I am um you know if I'm down at um if I'm down at the shops and I've been to Coles I will buy chop chop I will buy a piece of extra you know a, a sneakers or whatever and I will drop it in a friend's letterbox and be like hey you need to check your letterbox there is a billion things that we can do on a daily basis to let someone know we are thinking about it use your imagination use your imagination on how you can connect with someone and you do not have to be an extrovert to do this okay you know your friends you know your family you know what lights them up inside if it's a um a picture of a meerkat, for God's sakes. Find a funny meerkat and God, send it meerkats. to them. What is it with people and meerkats? Love and God, it. Oh, meerkats. Yeah, it's, it's the next thing. I get it. All right. Um, you know, I have a friend who's in London and he's in the middle of lockdown. And all we do for each other is send each other a text message 
with travel. It's a picture of travel. That's it. Mm. And that's our code word of going, I want to escape. I don't want to be here. I I wish I was somewhere else right now because it, sometimes I wish I could be on a beach, you know, like I'm freezing mm. I'm in Brisbane. I'm wearing thermals in Brisbane in winter. I get it. I get it. But, you know, it's something as simple as that. It's knowing who your friends are, but it's also asking them to give, giving them permission to do it back to you. You know, when, when you need that little pick me up, you say that. That's it. Awesome. So I'm sorry, that was way more than two. No, that's, that's, no, that's yeah, great. That's amazing. And on that, I think I've got some collaboration ideas from that. That's my creativity <laughs> coming out of it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Sky, thank you so much for joining us. You are you are truly inspiring. You know, sharing sharing your stories. All inspiring, and we forget that, and we are all phenomenal. But I think too, we we get caught up in our busy day to day lives. Oh my God, I'm busy, and um, yeah, you're always sort of thinking, oh. I really need to get in contact with that person. And it's just those little small things that we can do. As you say, buy a packet of Chupa Chubs and post them for $1.10. So I, I think they'll still accept. fit in the mailbox. So just yeah. little simple things that can just put a smile on someone's face each day. Yeah. Amazing. And your energy through the Zoom camera and the microphone <laughs> is something that uh, a lot of people can take and, um, yeah, if all, anyone that's listening, just take a little piece of Sky's energy and put that into your day and you're going to have an absolutely cracking day. And I promise this is what I'm like all year round. I drive my family nuts because I send them photos and videos of me dancing in my house to a random song and they're like, she actually is like that. So you can be silly at any time, anywhere in the world. And again, it will raise your energy levels. It will raise the energy levels around the people that you're with. And if there is nothing else that you take from this podcast, except the fact that you've learned how to smile one extra time this week, then that's it. That's all you need to remember. Smile one more. And we all only get one shot at life, so you have to absolutely make it your best. And yeah, that's why we're doing what we're doing. And I love what you guys do. It's hilarious. And keep up those TikTok dancing video things, please. (laughs) Those reels. I feel like I, I do feel like I need a wig to hang out with you guys. Um, My poor hairdresser probably will have a heart attack when she sees what wig I pick, but. I'm on we it. don't I'm have one for this Friday, but you might need yeah. um, a little black outfit. Oh, yeah, oh. This, this one's a doozy. You wait for it. We might have to do a um, an Instagram reel with you, Sky, via Zoom. Yeah. That'd be Look, fun. If I had the tech team that comes with corporate, I'd be all over that like a rash. We can manage um, that so with I'll Zoom. I'll kind of like do like we can, this we can put out the tech. You just we'll have to arrive. We'll give you the arrive. script. We'll give you the costume. Um, yeah, we can sort it. You just got to show up on Zoom. Absolutely. Yeah. Deal. Done. Done. Too easy. Lock it in. Thank you so in much. the life of an entrepreneur. We can lock anything in. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much, Sky. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, we'll let you get back to your day. Enjoy your cup of tea. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks. Bye. Bye.